Welcome into another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. We're back. We promised to deliver an episode a week later, and here we are. I'm joined by Rob Caspi. Rob, how's it going tonight? It's going, man. Look at the consistency out of this group now. You know, this is the most wildly consistent podcast I've ever been a part of. It's two weeks in a row. It's, you know, you can always count on us, guys. And of course, Dave Lackford. Dave, how are you? Outstanding, brother. Good to have you back. Glad Rob's back in good spirits today. <laughs> yes, I fluctuate between wanting to kill myself and not wanting to kill myself. So, I'm, Rob, you got to stop joking about that I'm stuff. On, I'm on, we're going to have to have a talk after. I'm on the high end. You know, I'm, I'm on an up. You're Let's manic getting. depressant. Man. All right. We're, we're off to a great start once off again. Off the rails. Let's we go. Had, I had a couple of people tell me they turned off the podcast after the first five minutes last week. So Good. <laughs> that was the kind of <laughs> Kind of feedback that we want, so uh, let's hope it keeps coming. Uh, we want to remind you, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rivals Woody. Dave is at Rivals Dave. Rob is at Cassidy underscore Rob. And uh, please leave us a review on iTunes. Tell a friend that we are back. We're recording every week, and uh, we've got all types of stuff going on. So uh, let's jump right into the topics. we got all types of stuff. We're, I wanted to start out with something right up your guys' alley. I know both you guys, big-time fishermen. In the news this week, Nebraska has an, has an official visitor come from South Dakota, Nash Hutmacher, and uh, guess what? They take, him, they take him fishing on the official visit. Have you guys ever heard anything like that? Uh, you no, know. <laughs> but you know they, they fish with dynamite? I found that out like a week ago from somebody here in Kentucky that they literally throw dynamite in a pond and blow all the fish up. It's on YouTube. I'm not making this up. What did you say the guy's name was? Nash Hutmacher. Mocker. I would have told you that that guy knows his way around a bass boat without even having to see him or meet him. I just know from that name. Well, he's from South Dakota. So, of course he is. <laughs> so let's look at Nash is a D tackle. He's also an accomplished wrestler. I'm getting some uh, feedback. Let me, let me just go ahead. I'm just going to say we're all thinking. Nash is also white. Correct. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm just asking. Okay. Oh, I mean, you're blowing the segue way too early. Well, <laughs> I would not say it's a racial thing to go fishing. Uh, no, but the name Nash Huntmaker. <laughs> right. No, I'm pick- Hunt. Oh, Huntmaker. Huntmaker. I'm picking up some feet. I can hear myself coming out of one of your guys' uh, headphones or something. So uh, I don't know if you're getting it's you good have on head- my, It's it. good on my end. I have headphones in. I think it's got to be. This has got to be a, a Dave. Dave, Esquire. do you have headphones in? Yeah, I have headphones in. Okay. <laughs> How about I That's mute? why I can hear you. <laughs> well, I could be coming out of your speaker. I could definitely hear myself every time I say something. So yeah, and I can hear two of you. So yeah. Oh, there we go. How about Dave goes? Yeah, Dave, it's you. Turn your headphones down a little bit. Um, I think that would be the issue. So anyway, we were just—I just wanted to talk about this unique uh, approach. What, what, I was trying to think, Rob. What are some other ones that we've heard of, like weird things? I know a lot of these guys like to go fishing. What's the and it, it made news? It was all on my Twitter feed. Like, oh, look at them, Frost and them, you know, recruiting the rednecks or whatever. But it's there was like, a guy that picked K State years ago because there were good fishing ponds around campus. I don't know that the staff actually took him fishing, but that was the reason he gave. I remembered an article that one of the reasons was, you know, it wasn't like it wasn't a normal. It felt like family. I like the facilities. It was there's good fishing ponds. 
I remember Landon Young from Kentucky. I think he brings his fishing pole when they go to play games. And I think I remember seeing a picture of him fishing in like a hotel, like in a hotel retaining pond or whatever. I saw I saw Cash Daniels at a Kentucky basketball game one time when I was there for like a recruiting thing, and the dude had cowboy boots and his and his jeans tucked into the cowboy boots. So I don't know who's. Are we allowed to say redneck in 2019? Is that still cool? We're, we're allowed to say pejoratives about white people, right? That's fine. Right? Boy, you guys are like, this is like the racial episode, or we've already had so many references. Come <laughs> on, Nash Hutmiker. <laughs> I can't trust you guys to talk about anything. Come on. Listen, if it were, here's the thing if it works, I'm all for it. Do whatever. What are you going to do anyway? I, I always wonder, like, this is his fourth time visiting Nebraska, according to uh, the story I read. How many times can you see the weight room and sit there and say, this is where we want you to play? I mean, I'd, I'd almost rather go fishing at that point. No, maybe I, he's got I a agree. girl up there. He's okay. I, I think, I think maybe, I think maybe mixing it up is probably a pretty good strategy, whether it be fishing or, you know, whatever else. It, I think, you know, these official visits, you think these schools probably get in a rut, right? They go to the same restaurant half the time, show them the facilities, give them the same tour. And I think maybe if you're a school like Nebraska or somebody that doesn't necessarily have the advantages of an Alabama or Clemson or whatever, uh, doing something a little bit out of the norm might may, you know, I, I can't see how it wouldn't be good for you. I think if you're in Lincoln, Nebraska, and you're recruiting kids from South Dakota, they might as well be going to New York. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've never been to Lincoln, actually. I, I have. It's. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll say this for our good friends in Lincoln, Nebraska. It is one of the best game day experiences for reporters in the country. I mean, the food is amazing. They bring in pizza at halftime on top of the pregame meal. Uh, there's beer post-game that nobody drinks. It's it, They really do treat the reporters right in that place. It's a, it's a great press box experience. Why doesn't anyone drink the beer? Because nobody – it's one of those situations. They had beer at Texas Tech too and at North Texas, I believe. It's one of those situations where nobody wants to be the first one to grab a beer. And so since nobody grabs a beer, everybody kind of sits around and looks awkwardly at each other and the beer just doesn't get consumed. The exception to this was once at North Texas where I covered the last game in their old stadium. And people were smoking cigars and cigarettes in the press box uh, and drinking beer because they were going to knock the thing down. So it was like no holes barred. It was, one of the, it was like covering a game in the 1930s. So well, Sean Callahan's listening to this. Invite me to one of those Nebraska things, and I will be the first to grab the beer and get the party started. Let's do it. So when I covered the NBA, the Magic would bring in beer, and people would drink it. Now it would be after you were kind of done with your work, um, but it wasn't. It definitely happened. I, I obviously don't drink alcohol, so I wasn't one of the uh, one of the partakers. But I definitely watched. Brian Schmitz uh, have his fair share of Bud Lights and whatnot in the old. Uh, if I was old... back on the beat now, I might go for it. But at that time, I was so young. I was just still following everybody's leads, you know. And so since nobody else was grabbing the beer, I wasn't going to grab the beer. <laughs> hey, Rob, can you imagine like Woody drunk in a public setting somewhere? <laughs> nah, I, I don't want to. I don't even want to think about that. I have enough problems. <laughs> so, so, As a defense attorney, I, I want you know, job security for me. <laughs> Yeah, you'd definitely be – you would definitely be hearing from me, Dave. Uh, <laughs> I could I'll just have to pro-hack pro hack down in there to Georgia, help you out. All right. So I was going to ask you guys when the last time you went fishing, if ever, was. Rob, you lived in Kansas. You had to have gone fishing. Oh, no. I went fishing. I went fishing in New York a lot even. My grandfather 
for whatever reason, was super into fishing. Uh, I, I went fishing some in Kansas as well. I went fishing once since I've lived in Florida. I, I'm not a total – I wouldn't say I'm a fisherman, but I'm not totally averse to it as you'd think I was. You know, <laughs> like, I, I enjoy it. Dave, how about you? Have you ever been fishing? Uh, yeah, plenty of times. Well, not plenty of times. Last time I went fishing it was probably 2015 down at my uh, my mom's with my son. And he caught all the fish with my brother, and I sat there and drank beer and watched. Like, I know how to bait a hook, and I know how to tie a hook and do all that stuff and string a pole. Um, I'm not very good at actually catching the fish, but I can go out there and not embarrass myself. I would like to see you take a fish off of a hook. I would like to experience it. I feel like I, it- I- – I have people that can attest. I'm a, uh, I'm a seasoned, I'm a, I'm a seasoned de- uh, fish, fish de hooker. Well, I got news for you guys. You guys got me both beat because I haven't been fishing in over a decade. Uh, I used to go fishing all the time when I was a kid with my dad when I lived in Oregon. But uh, once I became a city slicker, those were the end of my fishing days. You know me, I'm more of a uh, a gardener. I don't necessarily like killing animals that much either. So it's probably been. Now, I will kill animals, as Rob can tell you, by me encouraging him to kill animals all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe the hypocrisy that just happened here. This is, this is, I don't like killing animals, so I don't go fishing. But I have multiple times told you that I will shoot squirrels. And <laughs> well, I, I would shoot squirrels. Yeah, you're on a podcast setting up traps for rodents in your garden, uh, Woody. Yeah, guess what? I catch and release those. Uh, I catch and release all the squirrels. I wish I could kill them, but I can't. If I could, I would. I don't necessarily like killing animals. I wish I could kill them. <laughs> Listen, you don't understand. We're at that's war. We're t- I'm not talking about recreation. That's a. I'm at war with these squirrels in my neighborhood. So that's a war. Now I follow the Geneva Convention, and I I catch, and I humanely release. I don't torture these. Uh, yeah. This is the same way that mafioso people uh, I've seen on documentaries explain away how they can kill people as their soldiers. You know, they're, they're, they're at war. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I am a soldier. And I guess what these squirrels, it's personal. Believe me, you should see the kind of stuff they pull around here. But I would kill them and I would kill those iguanas because they're an invasive species. So even though I everything's an invasive species, man, carp are invasive species, deer I, yeah. are invasive species. I don't know about deer being an invasive species. They're definitely invasive species. They're like the biggest invasive species in the country. <laughs> I'm talking I'm, about – I'm only fired up right now. Dave, I'm talking about non-native animals. Like you said, carp are like that because some dummy threw one in a lake somewhere and next thing you know, they started taking over and messed up the whole ecosystem. No, an invasive species can be something that because of unnatural conditions has become so overpopulated that they're starting to invade the ecosystem and destroy the natural scheme of things. I'd like to point out that I got chided for getting us off track for like 30 seconds earlier and now so we're you, headed down this road. <laughs> so you think deer – okay. Cool, what do you get? us off track that's fine yeah it's okay if he does it right yeah yeah. yeah, it depends if i'm getting a fast track about talking about animals you guys are going down you know racial lines and whatnot so uh we'll move on that's fine i'm just saying deer are not an invasive species i would i would argue that so if you're a uh i'm googling it right now if you're a a zoologist i don't know uh Somebody like that, tweet us, let us know that Dave is wrong. Uh, I've, never, I've never been hunting. That's one thing I've never done. I don't think I have any desire to do that. Well, I only I, – I, I have been hunting and I haven't been in a long time, uh, but the, the meat tastes so good that I'm willing to do that as well. So, uh, <laughs> Are you also a soldier in that situation? Oh, if I eat the food, 
if I eat the food and I, I can rationalize it too, but I don't so like- hold on. In, hold on. In what situation is fishing? So who kills the fish and doesn't eat it? Yeah. I don't like fish. I don't like to taste a fish. Plenty of people catch a release fish. Yeah. And then they die five minutes <laughs> just later. Please rewind and, and just admit that you're, I don't like killing animals was just a lie. <laughs> no, so I don't like killing animals. I will kill animals. I don't take pleasure in it. I'm not like those guys who, you know, rolled into that bear den and shot the sleeping mother bear and her cubs, you know? Sure. Uh, it's All not right. Me. It's back to football. All right. So we talked about spring games last week and we're having all types of spring game attendance stories. It's full spring game season. So we, we touched on it. We gave our thoughts on it, but they just couldn't let it go away. We were in the clear. I thought we weren't going to talk about it. And then lo and behold, Brian Carrington, our boy, director of recruiting for the Texas Longhorns, hashtag hook them, hashtag Texas is the, is the move, hashtag Revolution 2018, hashtag future 19, hashtag clout 2020. What a bio. I hate people who use excessive hashtags. <laughs> That's all on his Especially bio. when they, I hate it when there's like a link above a hashtag and I accidentally click the hashtag, what happens all the time. Well, it's something like people over 35 just love hashtags. And, and then they like, it's a 45 letter hashtag. I'm going to rant about hashtags at the end. We, went, we went through this. Uh, we went through that at a time at Rivals where we were like, oh, it's for it's, branding. I'm like, yeah, it's not for People branding. don't understand what they're for, that they're just searchable links pretty much for topics. They, they So they just like use as many as possible. That was branding. So anyway, our boy Brian, who uh, does follow me on Twitter. Oh, wait, he doesn't. Never mind. Forget you, Brian. <laughs> uh, somehow <laughs> ends up in my timeline all the time. Brian says he's – Remember, they only want you to take an official visit this weekend out of all weekends, winky face, because they need to trick you into thinking it's lit there. We put lit in quotation marks. <laughs> then he put the thinking emoji, the skull emoji, the sideways laughing, crying emoji, and then the regular crying, laughing emoji. Then he says... Don't fall for the spin cycle because next weekend it'll be a ghost town. Ghost emoji, shushing emoji, and a gif of a tumbleweed rolling across the highway. So does anyone, does anyone use more emojis than football okay, coaches? Well, yeah, wait, I tell you what, the league yeah, in emojis. They lead the world in exclamation points. I, I, <laughs> you can't find a coach's tweet that doesn't end with an exclamation point. It's hard. It's, it's extremely difficult. Okay, so what were you going to say about the tweet, Rob? I was going to say – is his point that the the stadium is less busy when there's not a game happening? <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, it's going to be dead when there's not the spring game happening. Okay, it's compared so, to when the spring game is happening. So Oklahoma is having some musical artist, which I which I pitched you as an idea, Rob, which I hope you take. Uh, what is his name? Uh, do you know this person, Lee Bryce? Is that uh, that's the person? Like a country music singer, though. Sounds like he would be going fishing on his official visit. <laughs> yeah. He's with Hudson, whatever, Xander, Thad, or whatever. <laughs> so Lee Bryce. So, but Oklahoma's, <laughs> Oklahoma's trying to get all these kids there for official visits, and I think they've got a pretty good list put together. Uh, and they're trying to – you know, Lincoln Riley's trying to pack the stadium, want a full stadium, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and uh, I've got our boy Lee Bryce pulled up here. He looks like a low-rent uh, – who's that guy on The Voice that everybody loves and thinks is hot? The country guy? 
Blake Shelton. Yeah, it looks like a low rent Blake Shelton. Well, wasn't it some sort of? I don't want to wade too far into this controversy because I didn't. McQuiston tell us that it was. Oh no! It was. It was one of our competitors told us that. That the they went. Remember, remember, he was telling us in Florida. Rob, friend of the show, was telling us that on the on their website, somebody was complaining and went and interviewed recruits about. Oh, that's right. Like somebody from their Texas site went and interviewed recruits if they knew who Lee Bryce was and they said they didn't. And it was like some sort of internal controversy. In the most college football fan thing ever, a fan took it upon himself to take an informal poll on Twitter of recruits knew who the guy playing their rival spring game. <laughs> right, exactly. And, he, and they didn't know. And it caused some type of strife internally from what we were told. Uh so we don't want to talk too much about Lee Bryce because we don't want to get embroiled in this. But as we've said, it's just a big recruiting weekend. Oklahoma usually does like something in June where it's like a big barbecue. It's like, I don't think it's like a diabolical plan to tricking them into thinking the town is lit. Like, first of all, uh, like, like I like Austin. I'd say you can have fun in Austin a lot of times. But what, Austin is definitely lit. But what college town can't you have fun on when school's in session? I mean, you're telling me if we went to Norman uh, next weekend, we couldn't find a bunch of places to go out where there was a bunch of people. I have doing- fun. I've, I've had a lot of fun in Norman over the years. I've also had a lot of fun in Austin over the years. Yeah, I've never been to Norman, but I can attest that, yeah, definitely. Uh, there it is. There's the dog. Yeah, Norman is also essentially connected to Oklahoma City. It's like the next, it's the next town over. It's So it's not like a college town in the middle of nowhere. It's, I mean, granted, I'd rather have Austin than Oklahoma City. Don't get me wrong. But it's not like it's Lubbock, you know? Yeah, so, so I do think it's interesting that these coaches go on and on and on and on about Twitter and watch what you tweet and – this, that, and the third, and then we have coaches subtweeting each other, right, and getting in Twitter beefs. Well, yeah, and sometimes subtweeting recruits as well. <laughs> you want to think back to the Tate Martell controversy from years. Oh, ago. that's right. Yeah, and that was a. There's. Well, I wish you could. Re- the amount of replies to this tweet from people I've blocked or through the roof. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that tells you what kind of uh, content we've got in the replies here. Uh, but boy, he really riled people up. So good job by Brian. I always like, you know, I'm not going to judge. I, I like when people make people mad, but this spring game stuff is ridiculous. And and how many guys are Oklahoma and Texas really fighting over here? Do we think? Can't in this that. class or in general, a lot in this class, not many. Right. I mean, there's probably a few, let me see if I can find the list of, uh, while we, while we, while Dave gets his Chinese food, what, what do you think Lackford orders uh, from Chinese? Uh, it's like a, it seems like a sweet and sour chicken guy. Simple to the point. Nah, nah, Mongolian beef and eight chicken wings. <laughs> chicken wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chinese food chicken wings are better. Uh, yeah, they're all right. You know what else the, chi- the what else the, they do well is uh is crawfish if you can find them. They do what a different type? style of Asians. What type of Chinese places you guys going to? Yeah, you in New Orleans? Yeah, in Philly, in Philly, you can get everything from the Chinese store. You can get cheese fries. <laughs> you can get um, you can get cheese steaks. You can get a burger. They, they the Chinese store in Philly is pretty much like eighty percent of everybody in the hood's diet because there's always a, there's like five Chinese it's, stores. It's always open. 
They don't. It's care. always open, and they deliver too. You know, and, and that's the thing in Louisville. There's no good like delivery Chinese food, man. You have to like actually go to the good Chinese joints, and the Chinese joints that do deliver are super grimy. You know, and you know a roach might crawl out the bag or something, so you gotta be careful. I thought, I thought, I thought you were talking about a Chinese restaurant, not the Chinese store. No, that's what you you call it in in Philly. You call it the Chinese store because you can get everything there, like you get toilet paper, yeah. paper towel. Yeah, I, you can think of it as like a deli with like a counter at the back. I understand with the I'm yeah. talking about a Chinese restaurant where they give you the food in the little boxes. I'm not talking about the corner store. No, no, they have one of those them. inside. They have they have one of those inside the market, though. Is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> Dave, I got anyway. I feel you, Dave. You feel me, so, right. Dave? Woody, Woody's only been to one city. It's Dave. Atlanta. <laughs> from Oregon. Let me ask, you, let me ask you a question: Is there a place right. like that in Louisville, or is this a Chinese restaurant? Now, they're all restaurants, and there's not a Chinese. You got to understand a Philly, the Chinese store is this, right? There's like a tile floor that's about the size of uh, the holding cell in a jail. And then there's there's four inch glass with a little tiny window that they slide shut. It's all bulletproof. Like you couldn't shoot through it with a Desert Eagle or an AK 47. But behind that glass, you can get anything. Like you could buy like batteries, you could buy like, like burner cell phones. Sometimes a bootleg um, copy of a movie that's still in theaters. Yeah, yeah, you could buy bootleg. You could buy those little roses that people smoke crack okay. out of. Like it's like a little. Steve, I know it. I'm telling you, they got everything in there. I'm telling you, you could buy blood. Right. <laughs> and they don't smoke crack out of the roses. They smoke crack out of the plastic, thing, the glass things that the roses come in. Okay. Yeah, it comes, the, the rose comes like a little glass stem. Yeah. <laughs> I've never connected with you more than right now. Dude. <laughs> I mean, you guys forget. I live. You know, I don't want to say the city I lived in in Florida, but I haven't always lived in. Uh, respectable places. So, oh no, we we know what, what happened down in Florida, bro. Some some hood things happened down there. All right, you know, I'm glad you bounced back. Moving on, Oklahoma's got like I think I counted 18 official visitors this weekend. Holy cow! They're really doing a tremendous. It's lit. It's lit. It is going to be lit. Sorry, sorry, Brian. It looks pretty lit to me. Uh, what about Lawrence, Kansas? Uh, they got Rick Ross coming through. I Lawrence yeah, Kansas. They sure do. Okay, Dave. Did you see Les Miles' tweet? Dave wants to talk about this. So go ahead, Dave. Take the floor. Yeah, I saw it. He's like on the phone with Rick Ross, talking to Rick Ross like like he's Rick Ross is like co-connect to something. <laughs> it was super awkward to me to see that. You know, um, it's almost I, awkward I to the point where it played Kansas. well, though. I think like I, I think it was intentionally awkward. I don't think it. I didn't really cringe at it because it didn't seem like. He was taking himself very seriously, you know, because it's less miles. I feel like it was definitely like a gimmick. I thought I don't. I think he was in on the joke. I don't think he thinks. I do think it's odd. Like, you know, I like Rick Ross as much as the next guy, but is he getting me out to the spring game at Kansas? Probably not. Probably. What else are you going to do in Kansas? Cool. It would play yes. well down here. I don't know that the following that Rick Ross has out there is quite as strong as it is in the southeast and in Florida, especially. If it's free to get in, maybe maybe people will go, but I, I don't know. I just don't – look, these, like I said, these spring games, I mean, okay, Rob, if I said to you, I want you to go to a spring game, uh, I'll pay you uh, $100. Would you go, yes or no? Four hour, you're committing four hours. You have to get there early. I have to stay there the whole time? And you're not in the press box, you're in the stands. 
And you have to stay to the last whatever goal line. A hundred bucks. I I mean, some teams, yeah. I would I would maybe go on a Saturday, if there was an right interesting, interesting if there was an interesting player. I might go watch Trevor Lawrence in the spring game. I might for a hundred dollars. I might go to Miami spring game for a hundred dollars because I want to see what the quarterback situation is like. But just like a random team, like would I go to Iowa's spring game? No, not for a hundred dollars. No, there's no way. Iowa doesn't have a spring game. Ah, it was sure. Iowa State. I know cancel theirs. Did Iowa cancel theirs as well? Oh, I thought it was they Iowa. They might have both done it. Uh, Dave, would you, you would do it for on Dave would do it for twenty bucks probably, right? I'll do anything for a hundred dollars, <laughs> man. <laughs> so, so, Dave, you didn't realize that you left your microphone on last 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 week. Somehow, your microphone was on. I could hear you taking phone calls from uh, your clients. <laughs> it was very funny. What, like during the afterwards, pod? it was only afterwards. Yeah, you were. Well, I don't want to talk. I know what I can recite you one of the cases if you want me to on the air. <laughs> Why would you put that out there? Like, you could have just told me that after the fact. No, you didn't. You didn't hear anything. That was a privileged conversation. <laughs> you know what? You got me out here like Saul Goodman. Oh, oh, how about do we do this? Is Les Miles the Saul Goodman of? college football coaches who's the Saul Goodman of college football coaches I'm voting for Les Miles right now uh, what do you mean by that like are we just talking about like like if, if 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 you had to make a football coach fill in for Saul Goodman let's say Saul Goodman's actor dies right who who is who embodies Saul Goodman in the football who's the salesman who is the sociopath with no emotions who's just out to win see i don't think Les is a sociopath i think Les is a good salesman i actually i think i've told the story in this podcast once where i sat next to him at a lunch where he was recruiting a quarterback and yeah well. you, every good salesman has some sociopath in him though uh yeah i was i was a good salesman for sure back in the day <laughs> you're definitely a sociopath I have a coach. What is the Saul Goodman of this podcast? Animal killing killing sociopath. I I have a coach, but I view Saul Goodman more as like a fake it till you make it type person. And I have a coach and I don't want to say it because people get mad. But I'll tell you guys uh, after the show. Just say it, man. No, no, no. I'll I'll save it for later. Does his last last name rhyme with blue it? No, I'm not going to say it on the show. I did notice that that kicker Blewett got signed to the NFL, though, and people had all types of jokes that people in college football made like three years ago. So that was good for NFL Twitter. Uh, oh, you mean, you mean that like football people regurgitated yeah. jokes over and over again in a cookie cutter fashion? Have you guys no heard way. the ones about UCF claiming a championship? Uh, 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 did you know that they they said the basketball yeah, team should claim the championship that. too? That was pretty funny. Uh, uh, all right, moving on. We got more beef. It's a week of beef. Now, Rob, you might have missed this one because I think Dave missed it too. Nick Saban, the one and only, beefing with one of his former players, subtweets and all. Let me get it pulled up. What did I do with it? I was. I, I did not see this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I got Dave to send me better calls. This is a lot of better call saw going on in Dave's world right now. Um, after I, I compared him. This is like the third week I know. of Saul I know. Well, it's a great show. Uh, we'll talk about it at the end. Uh, so anyway, so Nick Saban and Ronnie Harrison uh, got into it this week. Okay. So let's we, – we, the term clap back was, it, was used, Rob. I know you like that term, people clapping back. Nick Saban has a Twitter? No. Nick Saban <clears> – <throat> So Nick Saban came out and did his usual, I'm going to go on a rant about something during 
at the local reporters, right? So he sure. so he started complaining about uh, people leaving early and how he doesn't like it unless they're first round picks, right? So here's what here's what Saban said. If you're a third round pick and we had one here last year, I'm not going to say any names. Goes and starts for his team in the NFL and he's making third round money, which is not great. Um, Saban said when asked about not having players around for the program that could be contributing this spring instead of leaving for the NFL. Uh, he'd be the first guy taken at his position this year, probably, and make 15 to 18 million more dollars. So the agent makes out, the club makes out, and now they've got a guy that's going to play for that kind of money for three more years. So so Saban's point is, look, if Ronnie Ronnie Harrison was a third round pick and became a starter in the NFL last year, but he's on his rookie deal now for three more years, had he stayed an extra year, and made no money last year, that he would be making, he would be a first round pick this year and make 15 million instead of 3 million. Right. So unless he gets injured. Right. Exactly. Which is the loophole in this whole discussion. So, um, (laughs) so Harrison takes to Twitter and says, coaches get so butthurt nowadays about a kid making a decision to live out his dreams and go pro makes me think, do you really care about the success of the kid or how well your program performs? And then he put the shrugging emoji, 100 emoji, hashtag keep my name out your mouth, hashtag Bama, hashtag Saban, hashtag God got it. Mm. Technically, he didn't put his name in, in it. He didn't use his name. So uh, come on, do better. Yeah, than I mean, well, there's a lot of that that, that goes on where people are accusing people of putting their names in their mouth when they're not. But he did say he's a third round pick and I'm not going to say his name. I mean, <laughs> it was only how many Alabama players. Yeah, he was the only one. Round. Yeah. So, I mean, it was pretty, uh, it, it was pretty easy. And, and uh, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but I think, I think Ronnie would have gotten drafted high this year, but I think he probably should have been drafted higher. La- if they did a redraft last year, I think teams would be like, man, we missed on him. I'm a little bit worried that it took this for Ronnie to realize that the coaches really don't care about them and only care about how well the team. <laughs> <laughs> I think Saban's tweet was kind of Trumpy in there a little bit, right? It was kind of like loser, loser guy who left our team only went in the third round making Trump. Failing. Yeah, very low ratings. He had very low ratings coming out of the draft. If he would have stayed and played this year for the highly ranked Crimson Tide. But, he would have gone much higher. Yeah, pedestrian forty-yard dash. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what was the guy's R- name? Ronnie Harrison. Uh, stiff hips Harrison yes. <laughs> can't make any money in the NFL. <laughs> he, he would have, there would have been a nickname. He likes alliteration. I would have been like, uh, I don't know what he what we could add for uh, Rusty Ronnie or something like that. Um, but anyway, this isn't a good look for Saban. Personally, I see his point. I think it's poorly made. And I think it's just like, look, dude, you're at Alabama. You're going to have guys leave early. I think, I think, I think Harrison leaving early kind of irked him. I think Bo Scarborough leaving early and kind of go not making a roster. And then, and then your boy Savion Smith, I would be surprised if he gets drafted this year. I think that does rub him the wrong way. And he does make a good point for some of those guys, but you're forgetting that like, listen, sometimes being on a practice squad and making 60 grand, is is a huge impact for some of these guys especially if they already have their degree or whatever and they want to leave let them leave like 
it's not like you didn't you didn't sign the number one class or the number two class this year, right? Well, the thing is, what good can come out of this for coming? Even if you think that in Nick Saban, who is saying that for? Like, I, I don't. It doesn't help you recruit. That's for sure. It doesn't help your relationship with the former player. It doesn't help you in any way to say it. So you might as well just even. If- I think it. I think it helps recruit the players that are already there. So part of part of Nick Saban's job is getting kids to come. Another part of that job is getting kids not to declare early for the draft. So if I'm looking at it from a practical standpoint, I think what Nick is trying to say is stay another year at Alabama and get more money. Yes, you take a step back for another year and don't get any money and play for free and risk injury, but the long-term reward is worth the risk. So I think that's kind of the practical aspect of him saying that. Yeah, I, I understand. I guess I see what your point is. Oh, that, that but sense. I still don't think it's a good look. I still think it's like – because the current players are just going to be like, hey, you know, I'm not you know, mess, you know, know, messing with another man's bread and whatnot and pocket watching. Um, so uh, I would say – yeah, but Nick is – here's the thing, though. That's for, like, broke people. So if there's, like, a broke dude trying to tell you what to do, that's pocket watching. But when you have, like, a rich dude like Nick Saban kind of um, spitting jewels, then it's a different kind of look to it. It's kind of like a mentorship. I, I don't know. I I tell you what. I wish I covered Alabama football because, man, that dude just gives you so much He content, does, actually. Right? Like, you'd think he'd be more like Belichick style with him being a robot, but – the older he gets, the more he goes on these tangents several times a year. And he, he wants to be like a secretive football coach that doesn't give anybody content. But in doing that, he gets in a lot of fights. Right. He gets mad at people and he comes out, oh, according to you guys, we should be number one in the nation. It's like, okay. <laughs> I love, I, remember, when he, remember last year when he accused the media of creating the, the quarterback controversy between Hurts and Tagline. Yes. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was – oh, you guys. You guys want the quarterback competition yeah. so bad. It's like you pulled the quarterback at halftime of the national championship game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's the accountability coach? And the other thing is anytime you question one of these coaches for saying something either just completely false or, I mean, just a total lie or stupid – all the fans are like, well, it's just coach speak. <laughs> well, I can tell you that Kyle Henderson, who covers Alabama for us, the, the team day-to-day, he pumps out these videos. Like A lot of times you see a video of Saban talking. Uh, Kyle did it. So uh, be sure to check them out, Bama Insider, his YouTube channel. I know he he lo- he is ready and waiting for Saban to go on one of these rants at every time. He's got the videos coming like nobody's business. So big shout to Kyle. He does a great job. They do a great job. All right, right moving on. Uh, Adrian Peterson made some news this week uh, when he said he wanted to turn pro after his freshman year. Uh, here's what he told Sports Illustrated. I can tell you when that situation happened with, with Maurice Claret, I was elated. If you guys don't remember, Claret sued the NFL to try to leave early. I was like, yes, thank you, Jesus, because I knew that was the route I was going to take, and I would have taken it. Think about the type of year I had my freshman year. Come on, like, I'm out of there. I'm in the NFL already. Uh, this is like – this says – Peterson still believes he would have been a higher pick in the 2005 NFL draft. They ended up being uh, the seventh pick overall after his junior year. He's probably right, isn't he? I can't remember that far back. I I, I, I just can't. I, 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 if he says he's right, then I'm I remember okay. vividly because I think that was when my buddy was uh, playing 
at Oregon. And I, and uh, I definitely remember Adrian Peterson breaking his arm, but I don't remember if that was his freshman year or not, but either way, I think his best year was his freshman year. I think the same would go for Trev. Don't you? I think we all think Trev would be the number one pick in this year's draft, right? Yes, 100%. And he will also yeah, be the number one pick in next year's and the year after that. And the year after he would be the number one pick. <laughs> yeah, he's the greatest football player yeah, ever so lived. Well, it's going to be interesting, and I wrote about this for this week, to see how he's handled this year. I mean, he's going to be held to an ungodly high standard. Well, I can tell you he's had his Instagram and his Twitter hacked yeah. in the past week or so, so – that you know, we're off to a bad start, Trev. Uh, and I and I definitely saw on AJ Terrell's Instagram him picking off Trev in the spring game. So uh. I don't think I don't think people get their Instagram and their Twitter hacked. I think what happens is you have a handler that handled your Twitter and your Instagram when you were a high school kid, and they were the ones responding to the rivals.com reporters. They were the ones responding to the college coaches. And they still have your password, and you don't know your password because they've changed it. Boy, that's that's, that's what happened to my man and an old miss. Well, hats are out in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Tonight. I think maybe sometimes they forget to log out of a computer in the library or something, okay. possibly, or you could else. But I don't think what happened. What happened to? All right, so what's the what's the guy's name? Jeremy. Jeremy. Maybe in Tunsil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that that's an isolated incident that maybe you're correct on that. But just because it happened to Tunsil doesn't mean it's happening to to Trevor Lawrence or anybody else. Okay, listen. No, I know plenty of times where I'm I'm talking to a parent or a handler and not a kid. That does happen a lot. Okay. What happened to Trevor was, you know, people were like, hey, fill out these surveys to make money. That's someone hacked into his account to put spam on there. It wasn't like, it's not like he, it's not like someone posted a picture or said something weird to someone. They were all like, Trevor, it might not, it might not be Trevor. It might not have happened to Trevor, but it happened. Right. Yes. I I agree that it it does happen, David. I think in Trevor's case, he was hacked. So uh, get it together. Get it together, Trevor. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry to um to attack the great Trevor Lawrence. My bad. What I thinking? <laughs> I, okay, I, I didn't mean it that way for Trevor. I, I just want to know what, what, what are these? If the, this is such a rampant thing, what are these? What, <laughs> this, is, this is an epidemic in college football. What do these handlers get by hacking their athletes? <laughs> What's it's it all about control, Dave? right, Dave? And Jeremy Tunsil, man. <laughs> and Jeremy Tunsil, what it was in for him. First of all, it's Laramie Tunsil. So it's- Laramie, Jeremy, whatever, man. You know who I'm talking about. And you know what? They didn't go with the agent that was going to give the kickback. So here you got a gas mask smoking weed yeah, on draft that, night. It happens on draft Which night. is by far the greatest moment of of NFL draft history. Maybe one of the best moments in all of sports when there's the, 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 the white guys, the stiff white guys are trying to report it and they're like, Laramie Tunsil has, has some questionable Instagram posts. Uh, apparently he's wearing a gas mask, smoking marijuana. His stock is dropping. And of course the Dolphins take home. <laughs> but how awkward Here's that, the thing. Uh, if you put a, put that in a movie, say you put that in that draft day movie and that happened, I would be like, this is so stupid. What a dumb storyline. This has never happened. <laughs> but, but it happened. It Stranger happened. than fiction, right, brother. So I personally fiction. think that the it's this is a solvable issue. The NFL should just have some stupid panel of people that you could petition to if you want to leave early. And the, this five-person panel with the NFLPA and the NFL decides, okay, yeah, guess what? 
Trev, you can go. You would be a first round pick. Uh, Adrian Peterson, you could go. You'd be a good first round pick until the deep state hacks his Instagram. Right, yeah, who knows? And then once the Russia gets a hold of him, forget it. He's going to have to be a spy. But uh, <laughs> you better watch out. Going to get, uh, you know, Johnny Manziel out here. Okay, so that would be, I don't even know if that's a reference to, but we'll just move on. You don't remember when Johnny know, Manziel was caught in the bathroom? No, I don't. Doing lines of blow? How do you not he remember that? doing lines of blow. He just remember? had a rolled up $20 bill. There was no there was no blow in the frame. Oh, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll find it. Yeah, Dave, you're supposed <laughs> to be a lawyer. Okay. Allegedly. It was on it. it was, Let's, okay. we get a, so, let's, let's keep going. We get a Clemson this weekend gets, uh, I guess it was Monday night, right at the start of the national championship game in classic timing. I uh, got a commitment from five-star Fred Davis, uh, defensive back out of Jacksonville. Also a lot of rumblings that uh, five-star Brian Breezy was uh, highly impressed during his visit to Clemson and maybe on commit watch. And Adam as well as, as, well as Demarcus Bowman, Bowman uh, a five-star running back uh, with, with uh, punctuality issues. <laughs> yeah. hey, <laughs> right. um, issues. And Adam Gorney, our uh, friend and cohort here at Rivals, tweeted that it's possible Clemson might get a five-star at every single position group in this year's class, uh, which is insane to think about. And then this week, Reggie Grimes, also in the middle of the national championship game, decided to put out his top six. He's a five-star linebacker from Tennessee. And he cut Clemson from his list and then gave some interviews this week saying that basically Clemson was out because they told him we're full, oh. not a take. <laughs> Sorry, Reg. Uh, it, will this be – we had Georgia be the champs last year. Has Georgia been the champs two years in a row? Yeah. They, yes. Come well, on. Clemson's been taking these tiny classes every year because they have guys stay for so long. This could be the year – Coming off this national championship, everybody wanting to play a year with Trev, where they get it. I mean, they they might get ten five stars. Can you guys believe that? And what, what it could very well be the best class in Rivals.com history. And it, I, I'll tell you yeah, what, I believe it. Dabo's, they blew out Alabama. Dabo's coming for for Nick. <laughs> He's coming for him, and Clemson's coming for Bama. And I mean, in the long term, yeah. Okay, yeah, because they already came for Bama last year, and they blew him out. Sure, I understand that. I'm I'm talking about like. Clemson winning three out of five titles. Okay, so, so Clemson had, currently has one five star in Fred. Then they got they also got credit from R.J. Mickens, who is probably right in the five star range. I think he's number forty two in the country. Um, I know Nick Kruger is real close to his dad, so <laughs> take that for what you will. Uh, if that. Shout out to the other 98. That's an inside reference. For, that was just an inside reference basically for me and Rob. But anyway, they got DeMonte Capehart, who won the MVP, who is a 5'9". So everyone in their class is a, is a four-star better except for Walker Parks from Lexington, Kentucky, because Dave didn't want to rank him high. Um, so, oh, yeah. Blame it on me. So <laughs> there's a possibility maybe one or two of these guys becomes five stars, but I think the 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 flood of guys would probably be – the uh, the uncommitted players. So uh, over under, over under, Rob, seven and a half, five stars for Clemson. They've got one now. Do you think they sign it? I'm going to – I think that's a good line. I'm going to say under, but barely. <laughs> it's going to be close. Uh, yeah. 
I think six or seven is a good. I remember is a good measure because you know how these things change. Yeah, let me look at the top. Let me let me take a look at the top uh, the five stars and see which ones I would project. Got a lot of five stars right now, don't we? Okay, DJ. Okay, yeah, so DJ Wagalele. Yes, we project him to Clemson, right? So that's that would be two. Uh, Zach Evans. I think Zach Evans wants to go to Clemson. I don't know if Clemson wants him necessarily at this point. So he's a no. Justin Flo, I would say no. Breezy is a yes. Uh, then we go down the line. Ring. Were we projecting Ringo too or no? I I don't think so. no. He's okay. Texas. Uh, Miles Murphy, yes, that's for Julian Fleming. I think that I don't. No, okay, I don't Jordan saying. Birch, he's from South Carolina. That would be five. Uh, Rakeem Jarrett would be six. Bowman would be seven. Seven. And now then we get to then we get down to we got we got Reggie Grimes, who we know is not a take now. <laughs> <laughs> not a take. Five star. <laughs> McKinley Jackson, Johnny Wilson. Broderick Jones, uh, and then that's it. So that we're right on the line of seven. I think it's a really good okay, line. So, so let us know. What do you think, Dave? What do you take over under? I'm going to go with the under just because seven's so high. Seven is ridiculous. But get, speaking, there was seven and a half yeah, yeah. was the original. So line. I'm taking over. I got. I bet they get eight. But wow. by the time the rankings shake right. out. There are guys five stars now that are not going to be in there are guys that aren't five stars that are. I'm going to say yes. I think I'm going to trust the old evals there and and uh, and say yes. So but just just an insane uh, amount. So a quick uh, outside the lines uh, storylines update here on Lynn Swan. Uh, did you guys hear that he's uh, at the Masters this week serving as an ambassador? <laughs> he's not going to make it to the season, man. He's really trying, isn't he? It's like, can't you just see him like – he probably was watching Magic Johnson this week and it was like, you know what? That doesn't look like a half bad idea. Maybe I'll just quit. <laughs> He's definitely in Magic Johnson track. <laughs> Come on, Lynn. <laughs> what are you doing? We, we just went over this last week, didn't we? Is he selling autographs at the Masters? That's what we got to find out. What's weird is it was just like, it was, oh, he's a member of the Masters Hospitality Committee. And they just snuck it in there, too. It's like, it's like you click on the link and it's just a list of people working at the Masters, like chairman, this guy, vice chairman, this guy, rules committee. And it's got all these people like just listed. And then our boy Lynn just real in there, real. Uh, sly like on the hospitality committee with a bunch of other names I don't recognize at all. Lynn C. Swan. They spelled Los Angeles wrong. Come on, Masters. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think the purpose of that is? Is he trying to get donations to the university? People like, there's got to be a purpose to that. People are obsessed with going to the Masters. If you could see this city right now, it's just all Masters clothing. Uh, I think our boss, John Tallman, is on vacation, probably at the Masters. So he loves to go. I know that le- – We're not allowed to. We're, we're not allowed to illustrate our theory. On I, know that, <laughs> I know that a couple of our other coworkers – like there was, there was a couple of years ago where one of, one of our fellow analysts did not want to work a camp because it was during the Masters weekend. He's like, oh, I got to watch the Masters. <laughs> That sounds that sounds like a guy who covers Ohio. Like it's the Super Bowl or something. I mean, guess what? I'll watch it. I mean, especially if Tiger's in the mix, I'll watch on Sunday for a little while. But holy moly! Uh, 
So do you think Lin Swan is just using his social capital to gain access? My guess would be he's probably done it before, and he just you know he likes to go to the Masters, so he's going to go again. That would be my guess. He went from selling like hundred dollar autographs at a at a at a um, collectible convention to the Masters. That's that's quite a quite an upswing. All right, I wanted to move on, uh, Rob. This topic for you: Washington running back Sam Adams put out a top fifteen. I wanted to you to break it down. I can't wait. (laughs) Let me go through there school by school and tell you, you know, the real top fifteen. Come on, Sam. That's not, that's, it, it, How many offers does he have? Twenty. In, in the words of one of my favorite handlers, let one of my kids put out a top five. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> let one of my kids put out a top five, which is a classic quote that uh, Rob and I use uh, several times per weekend when we're together. <laughs> I just, I, I just think as soon as I see top anything, I just ignore it unless it's like a month before signing day. It just, it's not news. I don't, I don't, I don't mind it if we can get down to. F- Especially if we get five or less, that's fine. Sure, if you get five, five, okay, you get five or less now, right? And that five or less changes six times. If you get five or less a month before, if you get five or less in October, maybe I pay attention. But now, no, I, it, it, no, it, it, it does not matter. It's fantasy land. I like when they do a top six, and I'm like, all right, which one's the real fake one here? No, there's always <laughs> two. They're all fake except for two schools. No matter what. Yeah, no matter what, they're all fake except for. Well, I had a kid this weekend tell me, I said, you know, I said, who's re- who's recruiting you the hardest? Blah blah. He tells me in school. Like, oh, I should tell the other story I told you, Rob, too, about Virginia. Remind me to tell that one. So then I say, oh well, you know, who, you know, who would I? He's like, ah, oh, I just put out my top six. You didn't see it? And I said, no, who's in it? And then of course, you know, he struggles to to name the last know. school or whatever. Yeah. He's like, um, uh, let me look at my, then they got to pull out their phone and they got to look at it. It's like, and then he tells me, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to announce my official visit soon. And I was like, well, can we just cut the sixth school right now? Like if we know you're taking five officials. Uh, so we're still in negotiations on that one. So, uh, but anyway, <laughs> another, it's another mad, kid man. real quick story this weekend. I told Rob where I was interviewing a guy. I said, Hey, which school is uh, recruiting you the hardest standing out right now? He says, he says, Virginia. And I said, Oh really? Well, what is it about Virginia? That's, you know, has the coaches uh, making you feel like you're a priority. And he said, Oh, they just won the final four game. And I saw the campus on TV. It was lit. <laughs> Don't tell that to Brian from, uh, don't tell that to the Texas coach. <laughs> it was only lit because they won the final four game. It won't be lit next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this is what people don't understand. None of this stuff. I, it was a. It was a good. Story. It was a very good. It was a very good. I wish I could play the audio because it was me being like, uh, "Okay, so who else?" Do you remember the kid? Prime 20, was it Prime 21 or – I can't remember where it was, where he was committed to LSU. And I said, what do you like about LSU? And he said, nothing. And I said, but you're committed to LSU? He said, yeah, probably not for yeah, very that long. Was <laughs> that, that was – and that kid did not come. 
Did you put that in the article? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't know what to do with it. I was like, what, what do you mean nothing? You put it in the yeah. article. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, That's amazing. It's better than commitment level, 100%. I, I, I don't and you scroll down my and... face when I was like, what do you like about LSU? <laughs> nothing. But you're committed to LSU. <laughs> it was pretty, It was a kid from Mississippi, I think. Because yeah, a lot of times when Rob and I are at these big events, we're interviewing kids we don't know that well. And, and sometimes they can really surprise you with what they say. So that was definitely uh, a good one. So, all right. Right. Uh, moving on. We're, what are we doing on time? We're going pretty long here because I, well, I guess we're at 51 minutes, but I got stuff to do. That's why. Uh, and I know you guys are trying to eat. So we'll skip your NCA soundtrack for another week, Dave. We'll say no. Okay. I already ate, man. <laughs> I put myself on mute. Man. I know that Woody's trying to rush us off so he can watch the Stanley Cup. Playoffs. Oh, yeah. We got the old. Uh... Hey, okay, Rob, can you explain to us what is the controversy about the seating? They scrapped the one through eight seating. Oh, a long time ago, years ago. Yeah, it's 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 now the two division winners. It's a stupid thing. I don't know why they scrapped one through eight. Now it's like you know division winner and the top wild card. So no matter, it doesn't really matter if you have the second best record anymore. It, it, it's you know it's okay. It's really well, it, that's that's all you need to know about it. So it's cross. Yeah, it's cross division seating. So like. All you need to know the is top, it's really top, yeah. NHL playoff it's, update. Go back to one versus eight. The problem was the eight seeds kept beating the one seeds because exactly and so what they want is to have the regular these, season they want these marquee matchups to happen so now instead of them happen because they never happened in the conference finals so now you'll get like the two best teams playing in the second round sometimes uh they, because they uh, yeah exactly the problem with the hockey playoffs is all it takes is a hot goalie you can ride a hot goalie all the way to the championship so uh take it from me i covered hockey for three years I think I won an award. Check uh, my res. Check my LinkedIn if you want to see uh, more about <laughs> about that. I have not been to a hockey game since then either, so that tells you uh, my interest level there. All right, time for tweet of the week, and it comes from our boy uh, Uncle Silk, who I know uh, Rob really likes. <laughs> Actually, I don't mind. I don't know. No, I, I don't have a problem with him. I like him. I don't. I don't think I've ever. I think met he's him just a Twitter that. personality. I've never. I don't. Actually, you know what? He was at the thing we were at. Uh, wasn't he at the Express tryouts? Was that him? Was, that was yeah, Stan I feel like we talked to him there. Yeah, he, was, he was a nice guy. I know. You guys are burying the lead on Uncle well, Silk. Uncle hosts, Silk like pulled up in some dude's neighborhood to fight a guy. I know, guy. He's, very, he's, I know he's part of that Big Fiorella podcast that's really popular. Uh, that's all I know. Uh, uh, was he the one who tried – was Uncle Silk the one who tried to fight someone at the house? And the guy – yeah, yeah, and the dude rolled up and his girl came out yelling at Uncle Silk and Uncle Silk was running after the dude to fight him and he slipped and fell. <laughs> and he's, he's like, yeah, I'm washed. <laughs> yeah, that did happen. I just didn't, I can't remember if it was Uncle Silk who had the video or if he was actually in it, but it was definitely a meet me in Temecula situation uh, where Uncle Silk came out looking like the, the hero in that story, if I remember right. So anyway, Uncle Silk tweets, I ain't on Twitter to be the bigger person. I'm here to disrespect you right back after you disrespect me. That's how this. That's how this app hey, works. <laughs> oh, he's right. No, no, I I stand with him, hundred percent. I said I'm with him. I stand with Uncle Silk T-shirt. Uh, so way to go, Uncle Silk. That's a classic. He is very funny. So give him a follow at Uncle Uncle with a K. Uh, his bio says, "I piss people off, then mute the conversation." <laughs> Yeah, no, he's, he's a funny dude. He, he's, he's, which, he's a, is he the Florida fan? Yeah, he's a Florida guy. All right, yeah, he's so a funny guy. we do have some reader tweets that we got this week. 
the first one we will do coming from uh, our boy T Copy Twenty Set Two. Rob, is this a friend of yours? I, I, okay, uh, yes, Tom. I do. Who does he have in his picture here? George Brett. Yeah. He's oh no, this is a who's the guy with the glasses? Uh, well, go look at his Twitter. It's your friend. Guy who played guy who played for the Royals and looks like the nineties who wore glasses. Think about baseball knowledge. So anyway, he anyway, tweets at us complaining. East Coast weird obsession with Wawa is equal to the regional hamburger truthers. It's a I don't know who it's a bleeping is. gas station. Okay. <laughs> okay. So he's He's mad about us talking about Wawa. I ask if he's ever been, and then he he says yes, and he says it's a blanking quick trip masquerading as a cafe, which – Well, okay, it's way – first of all, it's a million times – first of all, it's a million times better than quick trip. No offense to quick trip, which I like going to here in Atlanta, but the food quality, not even close. Number two, Dave Dave then replies and tells him, Wawa is a deli. And he says, no, Dave, it's a place people stop and get gas and stuff that also happens to offer food, which I think is a pretty good, I think that's, I think that's a pretty good. Uh... I think that's a gross oversimplification, personally. You know, so Dave, Dave, of course, then accuses him of being triggered, which right out of the feral playbook. Uh, and Tom says, subjected to back-to-back podcast talking Wawa today will decimate anyone's sanity. You guys and uh, the bonfire ex, uh, the bonfire is a Comedy Central radio on XM with two people I don't know, obviously more famous than us. I can only take so much while sitting in an airport. Here's the thing. Well, let me say this for Tom. First of all, Tom is a funny, great good dude but tom is also one of the most prolific twitter trolls on the internet this is a man who recently had a kansas city star story written about him because he bullied danny duffy the royals pitcher to delete his twitter tom trolled this professional baseball pitcher to the point where he deleted his twitter and put up a message saying he was deleting it because of tom and the entire royals fan base tried to run tom <laughs> this is a real thing that happened in the real world Jeez, tom. so you gotta know what you're up, you gotta know what you're up against here dave <laughs> This is, this, is a prolific, prolific. this is a prolific Twitter personality you've got. Well, I didn't give him any paragraphs. He did not get a paragraph out of me, so therefore hey, Tom, I was not Tom, told. can you explain to us who this is, Danny Tartable or whoever you have here on your – did Danny Tartable ever play for the Royals? <laughs> okay, yeah, so he did. He played with Bo Jackson. I think it's Bob Hamlin. That okay, would be my so best guess. Whoever it is, let us know, Tom, about who it is. Uh and then he's got he's got a pinned tweet here. The Duffy thing was weird, but still less contentious than the Larry the Cable Guy Nebraska isn't relevant argument of two thousand. Oh yeah, him and Larry the Cable Guy got into a giant two day long fight on Twitter about if Nebraska was relevant as a football team. I'm telling you, this guy has got some bodies to his name, Dave. Well, he's he wasn't really he wasn't really trolling. He, didn't us. I mean, he obviously likes the podcast. So, uh, big shout out, Tom. Tell us who this is in your picture. And uh, I think it's we'll have him. you on sometime to talk about. Uh, you, you can make your Nebraska. This may, you, it may be coming to the end of his Nebraska football not being relevant uh, argument. Yeah, maybe we can have him on for that. Tom lives out in El- or San Diego now, but uh, he's also a K State. Okay, guy, so we can have All him right. on for any different reasons. 
Yeah, my boy Wandale is about to make okay, make yeah, Nebraska make, make Nebraska again. great again. Uh, ne- <laughs> next up, Alexander Pierre, uh, who follows me on Twitter. Not a great ratio for you, Alexander. Though I'm sorry, I don't I don't follow you back. Uh, he says, "Rivals, Dave, love your work and love the podcast. I have a burning question, though. Are you black? I've heard your voice and assumed you were black, but now I see your picture and I'm confused. <laughs> Dave's picture is him." <laughs> No, Dave is just from Philadelphia. Dave's picture is, <laughs> Dave's picture is him and his son, who is black, and Dave is wearing. Dave, you you were these are like the creepiest sunglasses that you're wearing here in this picture. Uh, those are my okay. those are my daughter's. So Dave looks super actually. weird in that picture, and then he's got a picture of himself holding a. How much did you pay for that camera that you you bought? He's he's got a picture of himself holding Brand. a two thousand dollar camera while taking a picture with this iPhone six. Uh, (laughs) I was live I was live tweeting the celebration of Christian Academy of Louisville winning the state championship and I can't live tweet from my $2,000 camera so I'm using my $1,000 phone you sound like Joe from Arrested Development yeah the guy in the $3,000 suit is going to hold the elevator for you I I sound like I sound like three G's bro I sound like wealth and opulence uh, (laughs) Joe bits Anyway, so, so Dave, black, Dave replies, "What he's going to love this. I'm white, uh, and Alexander says you're white. That's wild. I never would have guessed based on the sound of your voice. I can't be the first person to ask you this, though. Dave is Dave is white. <laughs> Dave gets mad when he gets now. Dave uh, does. Let it be noted that what he said on that p- podcast that he said he loved. I did that say that Dave was white. white. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a PSA. There was a, yeah. a Dave racial." Because Dave was PSA talking about there. Uh, you guys trying to turn this into the race podcast. Well, you guys already successfully did that. Dave, Dave uh, <laughs> does have uh, African American children. I would say, how many you have, Dave? Three. So he, I have three. Yeah. He's part of the culture. So, uh, but we, we're still claiming him on our team. But if they did that racial draft, like on Chappelle's show, Dave would. Yeah, Dave, Dave would be gone. Be, yeah, we'd lose. <laughs> What what round yeah. would I be? Would I be Ronnie Harrison? Would I be a third round pick? Nick Saban would be like, he should have stayed a little longer. <laughs> he, should stayed, he should have stayed white for one more year. He could have been the first. He'd have stayed white for another year. He'd have made fifteen million. Now he's making third All round right, money. So uh, so moving on. That was a good topic uh, for listener feedback. Keep it coming. We love you guys. Give us something to talk about. Uh, like uh, Bonnie was that Bonnie Raitt who sang that song? Yes. Yeah, that's Bonnie Raitt. I know that one. I'm so proud. I like look. Give me some white points for knowing Bonnie Raitt. Give me something to talk yeah, about. There we go. I even know how it goes, brother. That, hear my lack of rhythm. Uh, See that? It's in there somewhere. Uh, guess what? We are back to the top spot on iTunes. Take that other commit. The other commitment issues is gone. Doesn't even come up in the search results now. I told you it was. I told you it was my podcast. Did you delete I wasn't it? Joking about that. <laughs> I was hosting a secret commitment issues podcast on the side for my, you know, uh, for my. That was that was Rob. I didn't even. I didn't even write yeah. a strongly worded uh, letter to iTunes. Somebody, maybe one of our listeners, did it for me, but it's gone. So, uh, leave us a review on iTunes if you have. We have not gotten one since January, so please leave us one there or leave us some feedback. Time for rants and recommendations. This will be real quick for me. I've had it with. Uh, Cheese pizza. Now, you two, standalone, if you want to go to a restaurant 
you know, especially ordered by the slice, you know, the old Chinese, uh, does the Chinese place have, uh, the Chinese store also have cheese pizza day? No, they actually, no, they don't have, pizza. no, they don't have pizza there. You right. can't get pizza from the Chinese so store. So the biggest though. issue is, and, and Rob can attest that every week we go to these events on the weekend and they bring out pizzas and they have two kinds of pizza. Now, Rob and I, I never partake. I think Rob breaks down every once in a while. I'll have a slice. It's really hard for me to say no to pizza. So they bring – Even when it's – Even okay. Domino's, though, there's nothing more depressing than, like, place. Domino's. <laughs> uh, <So> my bad. <laughs> anyway, so now bring the – It's another name for slag. Oh, okay. oh, that was good. That was a good reference. I got it now. I got it now. My dad – that was what my dad used to refer to when he wanted to play dominoes with me. Um, so anyway, uh, they bring two kinds of pizza. There's one pepperoni and there's one cheese. Now, any national pizza chain, we're talking the big, the big dogs. Okay. Your, your Domino's, your Pizza Hut, Papa John's, you're getting maximum, what? Three slices of pepperoni per, per pieces of pepperoni per slice. That's max, right? Usually about one and a half, right? There's supposed to be four. As somebody that worked at Pizza Hut in high school, they're supposed to, depending on the size. Oh, ooh, you said the name. Well, no, I worked there. I mean, as somebody that worked at a, one of the big pizza chains in high school as a cook, uh, there's specs. There's like graphics on the wall for how many pizzas, how many pepperonis are supposed to go on each pizza, and you count, you count, you count the them out. Marker. Now, if you're if you're good at it, there's supposed to be roughly four on each slice. Okay, on so, we don't ever get Pizza Hut. Well, he can only, so I wouldn't know, but. We did get a different brand this week than we normally get, and it's whatever. The point is, they came to our table. They just get they get passed out sort of randomly, I believe. I don't know the whole system. But the bottom line is, if you're buying pizzas for 100 people, just get all pepperoni. Nobody wants cheese. And if for the four people who somehow only want cheese pizza, they can pick off the eight slices of the eight things of pepperoni and move on with their day. And I guess... Desmond Desmond Howard would disagree. He'd be like, I can't eat this pizza. Okay, well, guess what? Get your own food, Desmond. We're feeding 100 people. We're not feeding one person. That's why That's why I don't yeah, I don't like to eat the pizza that, at all. Desmond. And guess what? I don't eat it. I don't I don't make it. Well, I'm going to complain about it now about because it. <laughs> I'm watching the faces of people every week open the box and see a cheese and just disappointment washes over them. Even – I mean, even our board. <laughs> we just changed the name of this to white people problems. Even our boy Chad, you know, who doesn't like anything on anything. He's like, man, I just well, wish we could get pepperoni. And I'm like, oh, I know, Chad. Nobody wants cheese pizza. The amount of people out of. The best part is this. nobody knows who orders the pizza. It just kind of yes. manifests, right? Like, I wouldn't even know who to complain to. If I was going to complain, I complain. I would complain to Jacqueline. She would be my top uh, suspect, although she wasn't there. Well, like I don't eat it very often, um, so I, 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 I don't, don't eat it either. But my, here's the thing: I'm speaking, hey, speaking of the emotions on people's face. Imagine if, like Chad, if you guys had Bojangles there. You know what Chad, Chad, you know what Chad said? Yeah, if we showed up with our own Bojangles and didn't bring some for Chad. You know what Chad said to me this week? We're standing there and. It's raining in Charlotte, and it's started a little cold. And Chad didn't bring a jacket, and we're facing the elements. And Chad looks at me and goes, 
Man, I could really go for some sonic tater tots right about now. He's like, the diet of a nine-year-old. His, his talent I, has never advanced past this. I laughed so hard. I was like, Chad, that's the most on-brand thing you've ever said. So uh, uh, big shout to Chad. He does not like – he won't eat sandwiches, doesn't like the vegetables on there, and we always give him a hard time about it. So, uh, But he was mad. He was mad He was mad about the – whenever Chad gets – Chad's very nice, so whenever he gets mad, I really get entertained. So – I'm picturing Chad pulling tater tots <laughs> yeah, out of his cargo short pockets. Like like, I should bring him some. I should bring, you know what? The camp's at night. I should bring him some. The point is, and I'm going to a party this weekend, so you best believe I'm going to have all types of complaints to come back to you guys with. You have to think about the greater good. I don't like, like, if I'm having a barbecue, I don't like potato salad. But if I'm having a barbecue, I'm going to have some potato salad. I won't eat one drop of it. It's disgusting. I wouldn't eat it ever. But I know that the, a lot of people like it, and that's just how it is. Is this I would never eat it? Is this I would never eat it ever? Is this I don't like killing animals? No, no. The I only time I would ever strong. eat potato salad is if I went to someone's house for dinner and they put it on my plate and I would use my water technique, which I think I've talked about on this show before. I get a glass of water, I scoop the food into my mouth, and then I just swallow it. I take a drink of the water and swallow it down without chewing it, um, which I have to – you should you should get in a hot dog eating contest. Well, I ha- Joey because you know, as Rob would tell you, I had an Italian mother, and you know, talk about let one of my kids put out a top five. Let one of my kids go to somebody's house and not eat the food they put on your plate. Uh, I am the only person on this podcast that has won a hot dog eating contest. Well, okay, Rob, yeah. I can tell you that I've won a pie eating contest and a watermelon eating contest. So. Hey. That is not hot dog eating, my uh, friend. I famously cheated in the pie <laughs> eating contest, which I'll have to demonstrate for you. We'll put that in our uh, on Instagram. Speaking of which, Dave, uh, you got that from Stand by Me. You no, put no, your no, face no. in it. And First of all, Stand by Me was that. filmed in my hometown of Cottage Grove, Oregon. So big shout, uh, good call back there. Number two. Uh, if you're sitting at a picnic table, I would take the food and I would knock it. I would either spit it down below my feet and then step on it into the grass. That was how I cheated. Uh, at the, at, I, I won fair and square. So, uh, I, I won fair and square. Too. Nobody <laughs> knew I cheated. Take that, you Cottage Grove uh, Faith Please. Center. I was at a church picnic. So, all right, Dave. Mm. Church fight. <laughs> he cheated at the church fight. <laughs> I'm a competitor. Any any bragging about it? When I, when I step between those lines, I'll do whatever it takes to win. Uh, so you know. All right, let's get out of here. We, we're, we've clipsed an hour. It's been great, great fun talking to you guys. Okay. I enjoyed this. All week. right, are you leaving? You can go, Dave. Do you want to talk about the stupid Better Call Saul or no? We talk about it enough. Okay, I'm bye, out. Rob. All right, so we'll save, save it for, for next, next week. week. Leave us a review on iTunes. Send us a message, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. M Deuce, play us out. Dear our invasive species.